and we're back live. Sound speeding. Exactly. Cool. All right. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right as you have a seizure, I eat my phone. Okay, can I actually make it? <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever this podcast may find you, fuckers. It is I, your host, Gavin. And hang on, I'm tangled up. It's, it's <laughs> No, you're Justin. Yes, I'm no, I'm not entangled. Um, I am Justin, yes. Are you a Disney Pixar film? Hell no. Because you're tangled? No. <laughs> I am not and never will be. Uh dad jokes. Uh, All the dad jokes. Dad jokes and you're not even a dad yet. Fucking hope not. <laughs> True, that would be bad. Uh, I can't even take care of my damn self, let alone another person. Yeah, right. Financially, emotionally. In any, physically. In, in any sort of way, no. The availability is just not there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a fucking yikes. Uh, happy Friday, everyone. Happy yikes day. Happy fucking yikes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have a track daily crush today. And we're keeping things kind of recent, kind of topical. I started to steal this track daily crush from Everyday Driver because today, on Monday, when we record these episodes, uh, I had like four episodes to catch up on during my, my work day. So guess what I did? You caught up on four I, episodes. I, I caught up on about three and a half episodes. Nice. So that's fun stuff. And uh, yeah, so their track daily crush... And if you have a response to this, feel free to hit us up as well. Uh, let us know what you would do in this situation. But Track Daily Crush, um, the new Mustang Mach-E, or the, the MASH, or the Mache. The Mach. The, the, I like the Ford Mustang Mache. Mache. <laughs> Mache. The, the Mache. Uh, the Tesla Cyberfuck. <laughs> Oh, and the Maserati. And the, oh, no, no, no. Oh, well, you're talking about what they did. I'm talking about what they did. They okay, did yeah, yeah. Ford uh, Mustang Mache, the Tesla Cyberfuck, and the Maserati Rays in Italian, also known as Lafonte. It literally means Rays in <laughs> Italian. And, uh. and that's part of the ongoing joke with Everyday Driver as well. Is their naming scheme is just the laziest. With the exception of Ghibli, it's the laziest. Yeah. Four-door, two turbos. Rays. It's all just Italian translations. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what we're going to do today is, th since they have their own running special joke or whatever, because Paul hates Maseratis, yep. and then he bought a $10,000 Quattroporte. Yep. Yeah. Um, since they have their thing with that, we're going to just keep it strictly with electric cars. And so we want to do... The two more relevant cars that are out, or not out, but they have been released. The info has been released. They came out of the LA Auto Show. The uh, the Cyberfuck and the Mache. In the Mache, yes. And then the Nissan Queef. <laughs> uh, I thought of that as you were sitting there. The, the, like, the first-gen is... Nissan Queef. <laughs> we're definitely not a family-friendly or a show here, but... I think I, I, I'm not going to pretend to be. I don't think that anybody that knows this would think that this would be a family-friendly <laughs> show. Uh, that's Mom, a good one. what's a queef? <laughs> uh, anyways, so since Justin went first on the track daily crush last week and stole my thunder, <laughs> because everything's about me, it's all good. Uh, I'm going to go ahead this week 
and uh, I will daily the Ford Mache. Okay, yeah. I, I I'm gonna give my explanation, or I'm gonna give my picks first, and then explain after. Okay. Mache is the daily. Okay. The cyberfuck is the track toy. Okay. And we'll crush the leaf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, my explanation is, I'm stealing part of the uh, the ethos of your pick from last week. Okay. Because I don't like the Cybertruck. Okay. I want to beat it <laughs> Mercil- mercilessly on a track. I hope I burn out the brakes so I can lose brakes into turn one at uh, at UMC and go into the wall. I kind of hope for that. Also, it's a race car. It doesn't need to be pretty. You don't need anything on the interior anyway. True. Um, it just needs to be bare bones. Plus, I also did see a render today uh, by a digital artist, I forget his name, on Instagram of this uh, pretty extreme looking Cybertruck. It was had lo- it was lowered and it had like the crazy like almost DTM like rear diffuser and like a wing and stuff. I think I saw that. I've seen that. I same think it's one the Kaiser. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that same one in passing. It was an interesting render. I think it. I mean, I think it, it improves the design. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It improves the look tenfold. <laughs> I'm not saying it. It's a good looking vehicle, but I mean, if we're gonna have a race car out of any of these, it's gonna be that one for me. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the Mustang Mach E is going to be the most, the more comfortable of the bunch. It's in some weird world the best looking of the bunch. So in case if you're like, imagine if you're downtown in salt lake or if you're in downtown any metropolis area and you drive by a glass building and catch a reflection of your car you're gonna hate that one the least true also the range is better than than the leaf by a huge margin Mm -hmm. it's gonna be quick um i'm not saying it's great looking but it's the best of the three (laughs) and um and it's a mustang it's got that pedigree i guess for whatever whatever that means I, yeah. I, which I also call bullshit on, but um, yeah, using pedigree for something that doesn't—they're using pedigree, that pedigree for marketing—is all it is. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just want to crush the leaf because fuck you. That's kind of it, really. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, I would also love to run. Um, I would run the leaf empty, like on battery. I would just run it as hard as I can, like in a canyon. And try to drain it like, as much as possible just to get, beat the living shit out of it before I finally send it to the crusher. Hmm. Or give it a Viking burial or what have you. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Okay. I can see what you're talking about. I can pick up what you're putting down. Nice. <laughs> so. he's not. He's, I, I threw my hat on the ground and he's not going to go pick it up, which is fine. Hell no. <laughs> I ain't getting up for your ass. Um, so, hmm. ironically, I've, I'm entering this one having not completely decided um, up until basically now. Um, I, I did not decide before we started this because I kind of wanted to make a more on-the-cuff decision. <clears throat> I've kind of settled with agreeing on crushing the leaf because it's a fucking god-awful, horrid pile of garbage that's a cyst on the ass of the world. 
Uh, can you explain why? There's nothing good about it. Okay. Very G- short. It, we're talking about the first generation queef. G- give here. me deets. First generation queef. You're lucky to get over a hundred miles on one charge. Were they advertising like ninety? Yeah. Like the very first ones. Yeah. And that's in like ideal, you know, scenario in Palo Alto, California. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's horrendous range. It's not even remotely good to look at. Nope. It's very bubbly and ugh. interior is very much an appliance. It it is literally copy and paste, with the exception of a few fancy colors to make it look eco and green. Uh-huh. It's copy and paste like centra grade interior. Oh God! Oh uh, yeah, probably. It more or less is. Does it have a uh, like a front like gauge cluster? I've never driven one, so I don't know. Well, I'm, yeah, that's I've, why I'm saying co- like. Except- I haven't been in one before, so. With the exception of the couple technology bits, everything else feels. I mean, it's also Nissan. Their parts bin is a not that great, and they use everything in everything. Oh yeah. I mean, if you get in a GTR, what what the the first time I drove a GTR, my dad was driving his G37X. Yep. At the time, and there were still buttons being shared between at the time a thirty thousand dollar Infinity and a hundred thousand dollar GTR. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, and then on top of that, like, I can't. Sh- there's one thing I can't shit on too much, which is, as far as I'm aware, the reliability. But reliability is generally not that big of a problem with most electric cars. Well, because they're pretty simple at their core. They're pretty simple at their core. The running gear is and, not that complicated. And on top of that, most of these companies, since electric cars are such a new thing, are putting in a lot more money to just kind of making sure it works. Yeah. And um, I don't believe, and I'm going to pull this up right now to check, um, I believe they were pretty damned expensive. And so I'm going to the first generation one, 2010. So 2010 Nissan Leaf. Let's see. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, never mind. I mean, I guess it's actually, as far as EV goes, it's not that bad. It, it, the first generation one for the cheapest one was 25 grand. And you can pick them up. I mean, a few years later, you could pick them up oh, for a seven. Yeah, they're, they were worth nothing. Right. I honestly see that happening with uh, the Model 3. Yep. Give them, like, five years, and the $50,000 ones will be, like, 10. Yep. So the other thing is is that it's not even powerful at all. No. It well, only has 107 horsepower. There, But it's, I mean, it's an electric car, though. I mean, it's electric motors. They have torque. They're punchy. Only 200 foot-pounds of torque. Yeah. I mean, for, like, darting in traffic. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be terrible for that, but... But not a track car. I mean, it's it's not what you would typically, at least these days, suspect of an electric car. Oh, and um, let's see. I'm just pulling up the specs right here. What's the, what's the top speed? Is it 87? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it, uh, I'd be shocked if it cracked 100, but... Yeah, and then here was the... That's the interior. You can see a lot of Sentra influence. Okay, yeah. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, everywhere except... Especially the, the wheel. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the door panels and the seats and everything. Not um, good. 
Yeah, and you know, it's just it's one of those cars that like it was almost you could almost see somebody jumping on a trend, except for Nissan kind of jumped ahead of the trend at that point. Twenty ten, I mean, it predates Model S's. It does. So I mean, props to that, but I still look at that and was like, how is that realistically usable? Because if you know, let's even take a regular commute from like my house to Salt Lake City. That's yep. thirty-five-ish miles each way. Okay, mm-hmm. and if this is a hundred on a good day, that means that every day, me driving my normal commute basically completely discharges it. Right. I mean, you could in theory charge it when you get to work. You could also just charge it every night before you go to bed. Yeah. To me, it's just a massive inconvenience, though. It, it, that's a massive inconvenience. I mean. I'm just trying to break this okay, down. Let's think about this, okay? So charging it at work is one thing, because most likely you're not going to be, except for lunch, going out to do anything at work. Right. At home, which is that probably, That basically means that you are bound to just stay at home and you can't go anywhere. If you want to keep it charging, because right. that keeps the batteries happy, not starting and stopping charging all the time. Right. Um, which is also probably statistically where most people would end up charging it is at home every night. Oh, it absolutely would be, yeah. Um, so you'd basically get home and you'd have like 10, 15 miles of range left. And if that, But I, if I, that I, car works for your lifestyle, though, if everything – if you live in a city, yeah, right? I mean – Okay, so, well, yeah, if it works for the lifestyle as far as mileage is concerned, okay, right. that's all great. I still don't see a redeeming quality on it because the one – Not lead, for your life. No. No. The one, like, even... Because there, there's a bunch of people where that does work for them. Yeah. It just doesn't apply to you. Anyways, track daily crush. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and I both agree that we're crushing the leaf. Yeah, we both agree with that. And I would do the opposite of you. I would probably... But you da- track the Mustang? Yeah. Which sounds a little odd, because in, in theory, it would be technically slower so than the So you would daily the Cybertruck. The reason being, and the only reason being, because I don't like the design either. Yeah. I think it's hideous. No one has said that they objectively like the design. As far as I've seen, yeah. They just love how bold it is and how different it is. And bold and... See, this is where, like, you give me shit about, like, loving things that are different. I, I... I also have seen you start to come around on that and start to embrace things, like, really love and embrace things that are more normal. Well, yeah. I like things that are quirky type of different, not just like <laughs> different for different sake. Right. Um, so the reason where I came to this decision is that, okay, I daily a truck right now and I love it. Okay. It Honestly, I kind of really fucking love it. I don't, I mean, it just, the inconveniences are minor compared to like just the conveniences of always having a utility vehicle. Mm-hmm to me at least, at this point in my life. And so I was like, you know what? Cybertruck would be decent to daily as far as a vehicle is concerned. It looks like shit. Um, it is Well, and it goes back to my point of when you're driving through a metropolis yeah. and you catch you know, a reflection of your car yeah. in, the, in the mirror building or whatever, mm-hmm. in the glass building. Yep. You're like, ugh. Yeah. And that's you. Luckily, I don't drive through many metropolises. That's true. I really don't. That's true. And I love it. Um, no, the main reason for this is I just feel it would be more more usable. It's also larger by a little bit than the Mach-E. Mach- the, 
The Machi. The Machi. The Mache. Um, so the, the, the Mache, though, has, like, a pretty long wheelbase, though. It's three inches longer than the Cayenne. Yeah. Um, it's, like, 117, I think. Yeah, and my main thing is just the Cybertruck being a truck, I think it would be a better daily. And it also weighs more. And the cool it, thing about the Cybertruck, though, um, that not as many people have talked about, there is – so the bed itself yep. has a rolling – uh, cover. Yes. Like a sliding cover. Like I, the same kind of cover that I had on my cup holders in my Outback. Yep. Where you just pull it and there's this whole thing that slides up and covers the entire compartment. Yeah, you can get them even for regular pickup beds. Yeah, but this is completely integrated. It's integrated, yeah. Yeah. This is factory. Yeah. Um. But, and so I think that's all really cool. But, you know, in theory, you'd think, well, okay, the Cybertruck is faster and it's all up in the air as to which one would actually be better on track. They also don't exist yet, so yeah, it's neither all of them is real technically at this point. Yeah, um, I mean we're like what a, a year to a year and a half away from the Mustang. We're two uh, minimum two years. I mean from the Cybertruck, and that's if Tesla can keep their word on their production, which <laughs> they don't necessarily have a great track record. Historically for. speaking, yeah, not really. No. So the Mustang, <laughs> you know. To me, on track, I don't know. Neither of them would be great track weapons, and so I would they just wouldn't. rather have the truck as the daily vehicle. The truck being a three-motor, if you opt for that, would be interesting. It would be interesting. We just don't know how either of them would handle, being that the truck no. would supposedly weigh around 6,000 pounds. That's true, but it also, I mean, electric cars, they have their mass in different places. Low center of gravity, yeah. Yeah, on the skateboard mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It would be interesting, though. Yeah. It would be interesting. I, <laughs> I, want, I, would... to, I want to see someone race a Cybertruck now. I think that would be uh, hilarious. Uh, no, I, I would just rather have the Mustang on the track, not even for pedigree's sake, quote-unquote, because it, it, it doesn't have any. Um, I would love to see a photo of you driving a Mach-E chasing down, like, a Shelby GT500 going down, like, the straight of UMC. That would be hysterical. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, because especially when the GT comes out, I think the GT, let me bring that up, the uh, Mach-E GT, that's, that's, that is a mouthful. It's not even just a mouthful, it just is So, like, awkward. the Ford name would be Ford Mustang Mach-E GT. Yes. Mach-E GT. It sounds Japanese. <laughs> it, it really does. Gosh. Um, sounds like an animator, like, a, like an 80s anime artist. Okay... Boom. Mach-E. I just wanted to look up really quick. So, okay, yeah, the GT is mid-3 seconds, 0 to 60. So, obviously pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's very fast. Yeah. For so streetcars. Yep. And I don't think they've released any top speed info. I mean, it's an electric car. So, so you're, you're probably thinking... 125, maybe 140. Yeah. Something in that range. Until, like, electric car companies can really get a handle on, like, a two-speed system. Well, well, some have. Yeah, and I think the main problem people would run into is you have to do two speeds that shift simultaneously front and rear because it's two separate motors. Right. That's where it makes it difficult. Well, I mean, uh, a friend of mine, uh, you probably know, do you know Dan Chalinski? Mm -hmm. He has his, uh, his, his Lemons car. Yeah. Do you know about it? I've seen it. It's... What, in person? No, like on oh, Facebook. Oh, yeah. So for those that don't know, uh, a friend of not necessarily this this program, but of Cam Automag and a friend of mine, 
among other cars, uh, he has competed in the 24 Hours of Lemons, and uh, he's raced not all over the place, but he's done Sonoma. Did he do Thunder Hill? He might have done Thunder Hill. I can't remember. But he has this car called the FX32, which is basically the front end out of... What, well, no, the rear end is out of an AW11 MR2, and the and the front end is out of a Corolla, out of some, like, 80s Corolla, Yeah, I think. And he has two separate gearboxes, two engines. Well, yeah, here's, here's the primary difference, though. So he only needs that to work for one race. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and it doesn't even necessarily last the entire race. He's also a single person with the help of some others, not a company. Not a that company has that has money to, for R&D. And, and has to stuff. warranty it. That's the right. main thing is they have to design it to... They have to warranty it, but they also have, you know, months and months and years of R&D and expertise in that regard. Oh, yeah. No, my, my point is that it's... By no means is it impossible to time those together. It's not. It's just you have to it do takes it. A bu- especially for transmissions. Because it would all be electronic. Small, it would all be programming. It Yes. Well, programming, but also just time and R&D and driving it. Yep. Uh, I mean, even for a small company like Integrated Engineering here in Salt Lake, for them to modify DSG tunes mm-hmm. in Volkswagens and Audis takes a lot. Yes. Um, I mean, I think even Cobb has PDK tunes, yeah, which I'm... doesn't necessarily make sense to me. Well, um, you just think PDK is perfection. It is perfection. It is God. It is the Tell... God Almighty in a transmission form. Tell that to the poor PDK that was in Andrew's Porsche. <laughs> the one that dropped clutch for no goddamn reason as we tried to lightly pull away. Oh, my away. God. I kind of w- I wish I was a fly on the wall for when that car got just wrecked by the previous drivers. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of curious. Uh, yeah. That I know poor, poor car. What it went through. That is the one exception. I could find more. I'm sure you can. Give me five minutes. I'm sure you can find more. You think more. we have done We sir- live in the age of the internet. You can find anything. I get I, that. And but I agree with that. Anecdotally, it doesn't fucking happen very often. It doesn't, no. We, we've had them. We had a couple in the early PDKs in Matt's shop that we had to do small repairs on, like sensors and shit like that right. that go bad. And PDK is not DSG. They I are know. two very different gearboxes. I know. I, I know people will mix them up because they, they're... They operate. Oh, Porsche and Volkswagen own each other, and it's a dual-clutch gearbox, so it must be the same, right? Mm, nope. <laughs> they operate more similar than you might think. Yeah. Not I just mean, in operation, but they do share quite a few components. But in their setup, though, they're, like, backwards and upside-down reverse, and, like, they're not the same. No, they're not. They might share components, but they are not the same transmissions. Yeah. As always in big companies, they share some internal componentry and stuff, and... Clutch actuator. I hear that the shit. PDK and the 992 is a whole lot better, though. And, like, when you launch, it drops clutch even harder. <laughs> yeah. That that defines better to you? I mean, for a 0 to 60 time. Yeah. If you're looking at numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. But um, anyways, but back to well, the task hey, at hand. Can we get back to the task at hand? You need to start voicing those guys. You sound exactly like a <laughs> screechy little bastard. Be cheery. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I would just end up doing that because I would rather have a, the truck as a daily. And It is more practical and the, the fact that it has a bed. And, the, and I've just never been a fan of crossovers anyway, so I want it to die. Also, you get to be a total hype beast and where you're like supreme with your iPhone and your fucking gold chain. None and, of and which your fucking I have. Yeezys. 
in your Cybertruck. Yeah, my yeah my Yeezys. Dude, whatever. fucking hard flex, dude. This is an audio-only podcast. No one knows what you're wearing. I know, right? He's wearing Yeezys. No, I'm not. I'm wearing... I don't Yeezys. Even... I'm wearing boots, damn it. Anyways. Man boots. Deadass. <laughs> Deadass Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. That's definitely where I would end up. No matter what, the leaf needs to die. I want yep. to personally kill the Maquis. Okay. And on track. On track, yeah. And the Cybertruck, as much as I hate the looks, I could deal with it in real life from a functionality standpoint. I could see you, not myself, but I could see you if you had it for a year, looking at how you feel about the car on day one and then on day 365. Yeah. It would have absolutely changed and evolved, and you would probably love it. I'd probably love the functionality of it. I don't know if I could ever grow to completely love the looks. I could see you being half and half on looks. Yeah, I would probably be like, eh, I don't hate it anymore, but I also don't like it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but... Yeah. Anyways, let us know what you would decide. Would you crush the Cybertruck? Because I would at least want to. Um, According to all the trolls on the internet, they would. All the people who couldn't afford it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm one of those people, though. (laughs) I can't afford it, but I also wouldn't want it. Yep. Um, there's a lot of other ways I'd spend seventy thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> a lot of. I buy the Rossion. if you can get them for that. Yeah, you can. That's about what they sell for used, seventy to ninety. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let us know what what you would do on your uh, track daily crush. Uh, let us know what you would do with the Levante and the Maki and the Cybertruck. Um, can you stand to be seen in that thing? I know I wouldn't. Um, but yeah, until next time, I've been Gavin. And I've been Justin. And this has been the Exhibition of Speed podcast. Goodbye. Huh.